know that it's possible to survive the boss from hell without quitting your job or selling your soul? Hi, my name is Ken Williams and I'm a certified life coach and a master of connecting with people. I've had a lot of bad bosses because who hasn't? And I'm the host of the Bad Boss Podcast, a podcast where we explore ways to improve relationships at work so that you can survive the boss from hell. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of working with people that you never wanted to be friends with. If you're hoping to reduce your work stress and increase your job satisfaction when it seems impossible, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and learn how to survive the boss from hell. And happy Monday, whatever day today is. <laughs> it's Monday. I tell my, uh, my team that um, we have Monday. Then we have second Monday, then we have third Monday, <laughs> then of course there's fourth Monday, and then we have fifth Monday. Eventually, we may get to Friday or Saturday or Sunday, whatever your your weekend is. And so, whatever today is, happy Monday. Today we're talking about identity, and uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about a little bit as I've been um, putting together plans on what to share is how identity makes a big difference in your journey to survive the boss from hell. Let me tell you a little bit about what my experience has been and what I think um, can make a difference, uh, hopefully, for you as well. So, first of all, who we are plays a, a significant role, not only in what we think we're capable of, but in how we feel about... <laughs> what we do or don't do and what we uh, how we how we present ourselves to the world so here's an example i sp- i have spent a lot of my life working second or third shift as a third shift employee for example uh i would work approximately 9 p.m. until 6 or 7 a.m. and i'd sleep during daytime hours so kids get home from school, I'm asleep, I wake up, we have interaction, dinner together, whatever, and then I go to work. And I just developed an identity of being tired and grumpy. People would ask me, how are you doing? Tired and grumpy. <laughs> In fact, today, today somebody asked me, so how are you doing? Well, you know, tired and grumpy. So this has become, and I know it doesn't serve me well, it has become a way for me to identify myself. Now, I have used this as a way for my own personal entertainment. Tired and grumpy. Um, it's it's a lot funnier to me <laughs> than to say I'm doing fine or uh, something else. But something that is important to recognize is that the way we think about ourselves becomes our identity and and what our identity is will shape how we interact or don't interact with the boss from hell so let me let me uh, expand on that just a little bit or expound i don't know if <laughs> expanding and expounding may be the same thing at uh, this point let's just go let's expound so let's just suppose that i have a difficult boss Part of the story 
that I will want to tell myself, certainly, and probably others, whether it's my family members or it could be coworkers, it could be um, uh, people that I interact with on a on a periodic basis even, the story that I will tell people, and it's, and really it's most critical in the, the story that we tell ourselves, is that I have the boss from hell. I have a difficult boss. Um, my boss wears me out. My boss drives me crazy, whatever it is. And the reason that this can be a little bit problematic is that we start to believe it. So um, I'm not going to get into a lot about that right now. We'll get into that as time goes on maybe. But but uh, as I coach people, one of the things that's really important to uh, to recognize is that there is a distinct difference between a fact, and I, I'm going to call that a circumstance, something that is intrinsically, I don't know if that makes sense, something that is something that is objectively, we'll go with that, something that is objectively true, which means you and I and the boss and anybody and everybody else in the world would agree, 100% agreement on on the the truthfulness of that fact. So when we think about the facts, the the stories that we tell ourselves, the facts that we that we tend to believe, that if if we filter those through what's objectively true, what's objectively exact, uh, what's objectively right, we start to lose a lot. We start to lose a lot of the story. My boss is a micromanager. Not true. That's a story that I may tell myself. It's not a fact because you may look at the behavior that my boss does and say, well, that's not a micromanager. That's somebody who is, and you'll have some other description for it. I may say my boss is a um, is a weasel or my boss is, uh, I'm thinking about things that I've thought about <laughs> bosses in the past. My boss is obnoxious. My boss is um, dull. My boss is whatever whatever you want to think. It's it's important to remember that those things are stories, and so if we if we narrow down what's true about your boss, it gets very boring. <laughs> There's no story to it, and the same is true about ourselves. Um, I'm tired and grumpy. That's <laughs> There's no way, there's no measurement. There's no way for me to to uh, find some kind of a gauge to see I'm 60 grumpy, <laughs> whatever the scale might be, or I'm on, I'm an 11 tired. There's, that's, that's just a story. And so the thing that's really important to remember is that the story that we tell ourselves is going to form our identity. And if the identity that I'm telling myself is not going to serve me well in the job that I have. Maybe it's not the best story for me to tell. Maybe there's a different story that I should start thinking about. That can be tough sometimes because especially if you have a compelling story and the bad boss story is very compelling. I have a boss from hell. My boss sucks. I hate my boss. All the things that you might say about your boss or about your job. Those 
<laughs> are, uh, those are going to be compelling stories. You're going to get the audience that you want. That you want. You're going to get the attention that you want. And so changing that gets to be a little bit tough. If you have, like I have had, the personal entertainment of uh, saying that you're tired and, grump- tired and grumpy when people ask how you are, instead of saying, I'm doing fine. Changing that to something that more accurately reflects the story that you want to tell yourself is problematic. Because, first of all, it requires some change. I, I can't continue. I can't progress the way that I want to progress. I can't become the worker that I want to become. I can't become eligible for the new job or the new promotion or whatever it is that I'm looking for if I continue to tell myself the story, whatever it is, the, the, the story that limits me. So when we start thinking about how to deal with the boss from hell, one of the things we got to start with is what's our identity. What's the identity that we have? What's the identity that we want? And if there's a mismatch, we got to fix that. That's not always easy to do. So where do we start? First of all, we've got to be open to, to a change. We've got to be willing to adopt a new identity. And even more than that, we've got to be willing to shed the old identity, the one that's not productive for us, the one that's not serving us well. And that's going to take some, it's going to take some effort. It's not something that happens. It's not a one and done. It's not something that happens immediately. It's not something necessarily that even happens um, one time. It may be something that you remind yourself over and over again, that I am whatever it is that you want to have as your new identity. I am and and this goes for anything, really, that you want to change about yourself. The story that we tell ourselves is, again, it's compelling. It's not just compelling for the people that we're talking to. It's compelling for ourselves. It lets us off the hook many times because we've got an identity that supports the story that doesn't serve us well. Here's another example. I'm a perfectionist. So... If I have the identity of being a perfectionist, that lets me off the hook because the report's not, it's not good enough. I'm not quite done with it. I need to put some finishing touches on it. I'm not ready to publish it, whatever it is. It lets me off the hook. Is that an identity that is going to serve me well? And it sounds so great, <laughs> I think, in many cases, to say I'm a perfectionist, but it doesn't serve me well. So I was talking to somebody, this is um, a couple of years ago, I was talking to somebody who wanted to start a podcast. And um, I had shared some things that I had learned about my podcast and, and what was working, what wasn't working. And so they put their first episode out. And I listened to it. It was not I was going to say crisp and clean. It just, it wasn't professional. It didn't sound well produced. It was, <laughs> it sounded like maybe somebody was using a uh, a tape player, if you even know what that is, to to play the intro or outro music and, and the transitions were uh, rough and they were not, uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't well 
a well-oiled podcast. And so I'm, I'm observing this kind of a, a rough first stab at a podcast episode. And it was published. It was out. It was available, available for people. And somebody asked, um, is, it, uh, is it perfect? <laughs> and somebody else said, it's better than perfect. It's done. And that's one of the things that is um, a, a shift that has made a big difference for me. Perfect is the enemy of done many times because I, I, I wanting to wanting to be great at whatever I attempt, having that that threshold of needing to achieve perfection was really it was limiting. It was limiting me, and and if I couldn't be great at something, then I wouldn't even try. And so, how many opportunities have I missed out on? because I had this identity of being a perfectionist. And so I would not even entertain the idea of trying something new because I knew I wasn't going to be good at it right away. Another one sounds um, maybe like letting ourselves off the hook. I, I just, I'm, I'm a procrastinator. Okay. <laughs> so really, but that's not true. Yeah, sure. We all procrastinate certain things and we all don't procrastinate certain things. Um, I took a nap. <laughs> I did not procrastinate taking my nap. Eating dinner, didn't procrastinate that. So as as we look at opportunities to shift our identity from where it is to where it's going to be a stronger, more productive identity for us, look at those things that you're already doing that support the new identity. And then as you catch yourself with the old identity, as those things continue to come up, because they will, because it's a habit, as those things continue to come up, then just make at least a mental note. What can I think of? How can I identify myself that's going to be a better, uh, a better identity than whatever's not serving you, then a procrastinator, then a perfectionist, then a uh, whatever it is. And and start to infuse those thoughts into your, into your identity. Uh, an identity change takes some time. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that we have this phenomenon of the imposter syndrome, which we may talk about at some point. But... Um, identity. The, the, the important thing is separating out the actual facts from the thoughts and so much more about what we assume is true is going to be a thought. It's going to be just an, an opinion, an idea, a belief, but none of that is true because we're not going to get everybody to agree. And so, um, there you go. That's my that's my thought about identity. I'm not sure um, if that's how helpful that is, but that's going to be one of the first things that we've got to shift. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Boss Podcast. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to have a better experience with your own bad boss, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at ken at kenwilliamscoaching.com.
or check out the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, don't forget to spread untoxic positivity everywhere.